Dow Inc. is an American commodity chemical company. It was spun off of Dow DuPont on April 1st, 2019. It's a member of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Dow Inc.'s predecessor, Dow Chemical, and DuPont had merged previously on August 31st, 2017. So less than two years after the combined merger, the company spun off Dow Inc. as its own standalone business again. Dow is one of the largest chemical manufacturers in the world. We're also looking at the business today because they are very close to their 52-week low and because they're currently paying about a 6% dividend yield, which is pretty high for almost any business in the market right now. Currently, Dow is trading for $44.93 per share. Over the past year, their stock price is down 23.4%. Dating back to when the company was spun off, their stock price is down about 21%, which is down about 6% compounded annually. So keep in mind that this is not including their dividend yield. So even including their dividends here, the company's stock price is down slightly from when they were spun out. Dow is trading about $2 over their 52-week low, and they're down about $30 from their 52-week high. They are a large business. They have a $32.5 billion market cap. For more background about the company, Dow Inc. is a diversified chemical manufacturing company. It combines science and technology to develop innovative solutions that are essential to human progress. Dow's portfolio is comprised of six global business segments organized into three operating segments. These include packaging and specialty plastics, industrial intermediates and infrastructure, and performance materials and coatings. Interestingly enough, Dow also engages in property and casualty insurance as well as reinsurance. This version of Dow Chemical, Dow Inc. was incorporated in 2018 and is headquartered in Midland, Michigan. For our fundamental analysis, we're performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Dow based off their business fundamentals. This analysis will continue to evolve and improve over time. It's still a work in progress, and it's an opportunity to learn in public. With that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. In the case of Dow, we only have reported data going back to 2018 here because of the changes in their corporate structure. So some of this data is taking into account the period when Dow was still part of DuPont, but all of it would be broken out for Dow's business individually. The reason we want their returns on capital to be 14% here or greater is because over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns, and these business returns are going to be captured by return on capital, and because the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by asking for 14% here, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off of the overall quality of the business. So Dow has actually done pretty well in this regard. In 2021, they had 23% returns on capital, and over the last 12 months, they've had 25% returns on capital. However, averaged out over these four years, Dow is just earning a little over 13% returns on capital. So those are nicely above average. However, they're just very slightly below the 14% mark we're looking for. And so unfortunately, this is going to be an X to start things off on metric number one. Metric number two, here we're taking a high-level overview of the cash coming into the business. We want their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows to have grown over this last five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for a check, or if even one of them is down, this entire metric will be an X. So while their business operations have fluctuated somewhat over this time, their revenues are up and their net incomes are also up. Their net incomes were not very steady in any of these five years. Over this time too, their free cash flows have gone from being negative in 2017 to now being positive in 2021 and over the last 12 months. 2017 was a very extreme atypical year for the business and digging into that, 
Dow had this huge change in their accounts receivable, taking a loss on $11.5 billion of money that their customers owed them. This is a very atypical expense. If you're interested in learning about Dow in more depth, the change to their accounts receivables would be something that you would really want to take a deeper look at. Worth, worth noting too is that they also had a $900 million change in 2018 and more than a $2 billion change in 2021. This looks like this is an ongoing issue for Dow and you would just really want to understand this in a deeper capacity. Nevertheless, their free cash flows are still up over this time. So all three of these, their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows are up over five years. And this is our first check here on metric number two. Metric number three, here we're looking at the business from the perspective of an individual shareholder in the company. We want their earnings per share to have grown over the last five years. Even with some fluctuation in their earnings over this time, we're seeing that this is the case. Their earnings per share have increased from being negative in 2017 to now they're pretty positive in 2021 and over the last 12 months. Additionally, over this time, their shares outstanding are basically flat, which is good because during all of these different corporate transitions, the business has not had to significantly dilute shareholders. And so this is another check here on metric number three. Metric number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Again, because of that huge change to their accounts receivable, they had pretty negative free cash flows in 2017. However, over these other four years, they've produced positive free cash flows. And over the last 12 months, they've also had free cash flows. Again, keeping their shares outstanding flat. This is also up. This is a check on metric number four. One thing you want to be aware of is that over extended periods of time, meaning looking at 10 years or more of data, ideally you want to see that a business's earnings and free cash flows are roughly about the same. That can just help to make sure that the accounting for a business is more reasonable and that we wouldn't be seeing signs of things like aggressive accounting or even outright fraud. So that doesn't necessarily look like it's the case here for Dow. However, their earnings, especially compared to their cash flows, have fluctuated quite a bit over this time. That's likely better than having the opposite be true. So either way, another check here on metric number four, and so far we are three for four on our first four metrics. Next up for metric number five, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow that they produced over the past five years. Dow ended last year with $13 billion of net debt, and they've been decreasing their leverage in the company. Currently, they have $12.3 billion in net debt. Over this time, again, due to their big change in accounts receivable, they've only produced $7.3 billion of free cash flow. So this is technically going to be an X here on metric number five. But it is worth mentioning that over their last 12 months, the company has produced $6.2 billion of free cash flow. So based on their last 12 months of free cash flow, they would only have to keep that up for an additional two years to be able to pay off all of their net debt here. So even though this is an X on metric number five, it doesn't necessarily look like the business is overly levered. So that's a good sign, meaning that the business seemingly does not have an overextended balance sheet. Our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average five-year free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield above 5%. If this is the case, this will give us a slight risk premium to the risk-free rate of the 10-year treasury and potentially give us a reason to be interested in the business. So we're using their total enterprise value here rather than their market cap because total enterprise value is going to take into account both their market cap and their net debt position and give us a more accurate view of their economic reality more akin to as if Dow were a private business. Currently, they have just a little bit more than a $45 billion total enterprise value. We learned that over the past five years, they produced $7.3 billion of free cash flow. That means that in an average fiscal year over this time, they were producing $1.5 billion of free cash flow. 
So when we divide their $1.5 billion of average free cash flow by their $45 billion enterprise value, that is only going to give us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of about 3%. So that is below where the rate of the 10-year treasury is at currently. Again, this is significantly impacted by their negative cash flows in 2017. So to get a potentially more accurate picture of the business here, when we're taking their last 12 months of free cash flows, which are $6.2 billion, and dividing that by their total enterprise value to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield, that gives us about a 14% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield here. So the true economic reality for the business is likely somewhere between the two. And so even though this is an X on metric number six, based off of their averages, it's likely that Dow is in better position than what this metric would reflect. Then as mentioned, Dow is currently paying out a 6% dividend yield. So here we're looking at their dividend profile. People make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yield, so it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business to determine if that company's dividends are healthy and supported by their cash flows, potentially making them more sustainable going forward into the future. So Dow has been paying out dividends as a standalone business since 2019. Over this time, Dow has been able to healthily support their dividends in all three of these years. They've earned plenty of free cash flows and have never paid out more than 50% of their cash flows as dividends. Coupling this with a reasonable debt load for the business, it looks like management is actually doing a pretty decent job of capital allocation here. Their dividend payments look like they're well supported by their cash flows, so as long as they're able to keep up their strong cash flows, their dividend would appear to be healthy. You could potentially keep expecting them to pay out a nice dividend yield. While the past is not going to be an accurate predictor of future results, it does look like their dividend has been pretty healthy here over the last three years. Then finally, here we're using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Dow. This is really going to be used as a starting point to help give us an educated guess as to what a baseline could potentially be for Dow into the future. This discounted cash flow model, just like any other model, is based off of the assumptions that you put into it as inputs. So it's going to be up to you to do your own homework here to understand if these inputs are going to be accurate and appropriate for Dow going into the future. Starting with an average of their free cash flows per share over the last four years, including their last 12 months of free cash flow, then assuming a growth stage for the company where they're actually going to decline by 1% annually over the next 10 years, and assuming a terminal stage for the business where they're going to decline by 4% annually for the next 10 years out after that. So projecting 20 years out into the future, if we add in their tangible book value today, it looks like at today's prices, you could reasonably expect about a 17% rate of return going forward from Dow. So there are some big caveats here. One is that this rate of return would be including their 6% dividend yield. Two, again, this is based off of assumptions and any assumptions that you make to input into this model need to be validated through your own homework that you can check to see if it's truly applicable for Dow going forward. And then three, this is not financial advice. This is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. So in summary, Dow Inc. checks the box on three out of six of our metrics. All three of the metrics they were off on, they were just very slightly off. So they're averaging about 13% returns on capital over this time. Over their last 12 months, they produced about 25% returns on capital. Their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows have grown while they've kept their shares outstanding pretty much flat. However, a very large change to their accounts receivable in 2017 put a big damper on their reported free cash flows. And so that's something that if you're interested in this business, you would likely want to do more research to learn more about. 
Even still, their per share metrics were up. However, because of their big negative free cash flows in 2017, both their net debt position and their average free cash flows to their enterprise value look skewed. And so those were off on our metrics. However, if we're using their current free cash flows, even though that's not giving us as much of a track record as we would like, it actually does look like both of those are in pretty good shape. And their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield is especially interesting and potentially attractive here. Then looking at their dividend profile, we learned that the business has been healthily supporting their dividends with a lot of cash flows since they started paying out dividends as a standalone business just over three years ago. And finally, using a discounted cash flow model based off of educated assumptions based on Dow's abilities to grow their free cash flows in the past, we learned that a reasonable return for the business from today's prices would be about 17% compounded over the next 20 years. So it is important to do your own homework and to take that with a grain of salt. That's just used to give us a baseline estimate into the future, and it's not likely that that is actually going to be accurate. So you have to determine for yourself what kind of inputs are going to be applicable here for Dow. If that were the case, that 17% would take into account their current 6% dividend yield, and it would far outpace how Dow has performed historically. Even still, there are a lot of signs here pointing to Dow being a potentially interesting business to learn more about. Before we talk about the resources to learn more about Dow, Again, want to reiterate that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. Instead, this analysis serves as a holistic and beginning understanding of Dow based off of their business fundamentals to help you determine if it's worth your while to dig in and learn more about the company going forward. So if you're interested in learning more about Dow, I'd recommend starting with their filings. You can read through their historical 10Ks to get a deeper sense of the history and the operating results of the business. Dow has been a big part of American business over the years, and it has a pretty long and storied history. After you're done reading through their 10Ks, I would also recommend reading through their 10Qs, as well as some of their recent quarterly earnings call transcripts to get a more up-to-date picture of the business on a quarter-to-quarter basis. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to research a business as if you're going to own 100% of it, and you can understand the essence of that company and truly understand what matters and what doesn't matter for the business. Through this deeper research, you're going to be able to learn more about both the quantitative and the qualitative aspects of Dow as a company. And by the time you're done with it, you'll likely have a pretty good idea of what's a reasonable intrinsic value for the business. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Dow Inc, ticker symbol D-O-W, Dow. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Dow with me today, and have a great day.